Today I'm going to be reading from a book called God's Promises for Your Every Need. It's a little green book, very famous. Answered Prayer. Truths about the Bible, about answered prayer. Our first scripture is in Isaiah 65:24. It says, It shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. Isaiah 65, 24. Let's pray. Father God, we ask you, Lord, to take us into the fourth dimension. Take us higher over, Lord. Help us to uh, oversee, Lord, our world, Lord, the way you see it. Give us revelation knowledge, Lord. Give us understanding, Lord that we may go further, have more love, wisdom, your power, your strength, your fortify. Thank you, Lord, for giving us a foundation and your faithfulness and your kindness. Amen. All right, now, Matthew 7, 7 and 8 says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. Amen. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. Matthew twenty-one twenty-two. I might add that believing is uh, being merciful and kind and loyal. That's believing. Okay. And you're going to get tested, believe you me. Hang in there like a bulldog. Okay, Matthew 18 and 19 and 20 says, Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that you ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where there are two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Amen. That means he's right there standing, right there. As long as you agree that this is a good thing, you're hearing the word of God, and you have kindness towards it, loyalty, he will be standing there listening to us. Okay, John fourteen thirteen says, And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. John fourteen thirteen. And right there is very plain that we should ask in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father, for a new house in the name of Jesus. I thank you for a new car in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you that you will be glorified in my life, Lord, through the resources that are that are good and just and wholesome. And we thank you for that. Thank you for paying off all our bills. Thank you for giving us physical strength mercy and kindness and thank you for helping us with our family members in jesus name amen okay acts excuse me mark 11 24 says therefore i say to you whatever things you ask when you pray believe that you receive them and you will have them again believing is patience believing is patience the best way to have patience is to write and have pictures of what you're believing for and uh, reinforce your believing by putting your hands on the wall where you have your pictures 
And he said, thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, I'm believing for these items. And put Mark 11.24, put John 15.7, put John 16.23. Okay, John 15, amen. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. John 15:7. And in that day you will ask me nothing, says Jesus. Most assuredly I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give to you. He will give you. John 16:23. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hebrews 4.16 I might add that grace, we already have perfected mercy. Mercy is, is loyalty, kindness, giving the benefit of the doubt, okay? Uh, being copacetic, cool, calm, collective. And grace is every earthly blessing, okay? Grace is every earthly blessing. We have a right to that. We have an inheritance. Cash in, brothers and sisters. Okay, moving on to Psalm 37.4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Mind you, this exercise that we're doing in believing will delight our soul and will delight and give us joy because you know we're we got destiny we have an objective in the future and that gives us hope and this this builds faith this process builds faith okay uh without a vision my people will perish without a dream and a goal we, we are already saved. We're in the camp of God. Now it's time to, to reinforce uh, our inheritance, pay off our bills, and buy things on cash, and have wisdom as our starting gate to do life. Psalm 91.15 says, 91.15, He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Woohoo! Psalm 91.15 The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desires of those who fear him. He also will hear their cry and save them. Psalm 145.18-19 The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. Proverbs 15:29. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Jeremiah 33:3. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. But you, when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut your door, Pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Matthew 6.6 6. And whatever we ask, we receive from Him, because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. 1 John 22, 3.22 And with that... We came to the end. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. Please do your word, Lord, as you have promised. Hallelujah. May you make your word come true as it is today, this day, in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. Today's reading comes from the little book called One Year at a Time with Walking with God. April 18 says, The Wisdom of the Believer. And the scripture is, We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. What has God freely given us? 1 Corinthians 2.12 And William Cowper said, The Spirit breathes upon the world and brings the truth to light. In word, this verse, 1 Corinthians 2.12, is the conclusion of the remarkable story of God's wisdom being made manifest in this world. We started with complete bankruptcy. We ended with being let in on the deep mysteries of God. Paul makes an astonishing claim. We have the mind of Christ. 2.16 Most Christians believe at some level that God is unknowable. It is true that we can never know everything there is to know about Him. We will explore His depths for eternity and still be near the surface. But the unknown God of speculative philosophies has made Himself known in the cross. There He is judge and redeemer, wrath and love, holy and merciful, mighty and wise. The power of God was revealed one black day on a hill in the Middle East, and no one expected it to look like that. It seemed shameful, but it resulted in victory, life, and peace. Everything we will ever need was made available there. Need salvation? You need salvation? It is given to us on the basis of Jesus' blood and the power of His resurrection. Need wisdom? It is freely given at the cross, too. Need anything at all from God? He calls us to meet Him there, every time, for every purpose. The cross and the resurrection were God's ultimate intervention in this world, and the basis for all meetings between the holy and the profane. The mysteries of the sacrificial lamb run deep, but they are available to us always and forever. Indeed, the fifth lesson of wisdom from the cross is this. Never underestimate the availability of God. God did not just scratch the surface at the crucifixion. He reached into the depths and drew us out. He invited us into its victory and the resurrected life that follows. To know it, to savor it. And to tell it, never cry out to God, where are you? Without looking first at the cross, understand that what he has freely given and base your life on it at the cross, his wisdom is yours. Amen. Today I'm going to be reading from a book called God's Promises for Your Every Need. A little green book, very famous. Answered Prayer. 
Truths about the Bible, about answer prayer. Our first scripture is in Isaiah 65, 24. It says, It shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. Isaiah 65, 24. Let's pray. Father God, we ask you, Lord, to take us into the fourth dimension. Take us higher over, Lord, Help us to uh, oversee, Lord, our world, Lord, the way you see it. Give us revelation knowledge, Lord. Give us understanding, Lord, that we may go further, have more love, wisdom, your power, your strength, your fortify. Thank you, Lord, for giving us a foundation and your faithfulness and your kindness. Amen. All right now, Matthew 7, 7 and 8 says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. Amen. And whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. Matthew twenty one twenty two. I might add that believing is uh, being merciful and kind and loyal. That's believing, okay? And you're going to get tested, believe you me. Hang in there like a bulldog. Okay, Matthew 18 and 19 and 20 says, Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that you ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where there are two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Amen. That means he's right there standing, right there. As long as you agree that this is a good thing, you're hearing the word of God, and you have kindness towards it, loyalty, he will be standing there listening to us. Okay, John fourteen thirteen says, And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. John fourteen thirteen, And right there is very plain that we should ask in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father, for a new house in the name of Jesus. I thank you for a new car in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you that you will be glorified in my life, Lord through the resources that are that are good and just and wholesome. And we thank you for that. Thank you for paying off all our bills. Thank you for giving us physical strength, mercy and kindness. And thank you for helping us with our family members. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Acts, excuse me, Mark 11.24 says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. Again, believing is patience. Believing is patience. The best way to have patience is to write and have pictures of what you're believing for and uh, reinforce your believing by putting your hands on the wall where you have your pictures and you say, Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, I'm believing for these items. And put Mark 11:24. Put John 15:7. Put John sixteen twenty three. Okay, John fifteen, Amen. 
If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. John fifteen seven. And in that day you will ask me nothing, says Jesus. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask, the Father in my name, he will give to you. He will give you. John sixteen twenty three. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hebrews 4.16 I might add that grace, we already have perfected mercy. Mercy is, is loyalty, kindness, giving the benefit of the doubt, okay? Uh, being copacetic, cool, calm, collective. And grace is every earthly blessing, okay? Grace is every earthly blessing. We have a right to that. We have an inheritance. Cash in, brothers and sisters. Okay, moving on to Psalm 37.4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Mind you, this exercise that we're doing in believing will delight our soul and will delight and give us joy because you know we're we got destiny we have an objective in the future and that gives us hope and this this builds faith this process builds faith okay uh without a vision my people will perish without a dream and a goal we we are already saved we're in the camp of god now it's time to to reinforce uh, our inheritance, pay off our bills, and buy things on cash, and have wisdom as our starting gate to do life. Psalm ninety-one five fifteen says ninety-one fifteen, He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Woohoo! Psalm ninety-one fifteen. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desires of those who fear him. He also will hear their cry and save them. Psalm 145, 18 and 19. The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayers of the righteous. Proverbs fifteen twenty nine. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Jeremiah 33, 3. Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. But you, when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Matthew 6, 6. And whatever we ask, we receive from him, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. 1 John 22, 3.22. And with that, we came to the end. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the reading of your word. Please do your word, Lord, as you have promised. Hallelujah. May you make your word come true as it is today, this day, in Jesus' name. Amen.
deed of inheritance. So now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Acts 20.32 To open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begun us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. 1 Peter 1, 3 and 4. 2 Corinthians 1, 20 says, For all the promises of God in him are yes, and in him amen, to the glory of God through us. Matthew 25:34 says, Then the king will say on his right hand, to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundations of the earth. Psalm 37, 34, Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you shall see it. 2 Peter 1, 4, By which have been given us exceedingly great and precious promise that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that's in the world through lust Colossians 3:23-24 and whatever you do do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ Amen and Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Proverbs 6, 22, 23. When you roam, they will lead you. When you sleep, they will keep you. And when you awake, they will speak with you. For the commandment is a lamp and the law a light. Reproofs of instructions are the way of life. Okay, I got Kenny Copeland right here. Um, this is for today, for May 15th, on his Faith to Faith book. It says, Don't forget the joy. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice, Philippians 4.4. Years ago, I decided I was going to walk by the Word of God. I told God that as far as I was concerned, His Word was final, and I confess it the rest of my life, no matter what. That was the most important decision that I ever made. Not too long after that, I decided that no matter what happened, whether I felt like it or not, I walk in love, because the Bible clearly says, faith worketh by love. It won't work any other way. Those two decisions, to operate by faith in the Word of God and to walk in love, are the most two most important decisions I ever made in my life. Recently, though, God pointed out to me that there is something I've been living out, the force of joy. He told me I had no right 
to walk by faith and love and just leave joy dormant in my spirit. It's too important. As he taught me about it, I soon came to realize that joy is an essential part of a life of victory. Without it, I may have an occasional triumph now and then, but I wouldn't be able to sustain them. They'll quickly slip away. You see, joy is what gives you the strength, Nehemiah 8.10, to hold steady when the circumstances get rough. Joy gives you the ability to laugh in the devil's face when he starts trying to knock you off your faith. It gives you a kind of staying power that will make you a winner again and again. So make a commitment to God that you're going to walk not only in faith and in love, but in joy as well. Make it a point to rejoice in the Lord always, and there won't be anything the devil can do or steal your victory from you. Amen. This is from God Calling. It's May 14th, The Love of a Lover's the title. Remember that a loving master delights in the intimacy of demands made, as much as he desires his followers and friends to delight in the tender mercy or delight in the tender intimacy of his demands. Only as the result of frequent converse, converse with me, of much prayer to me, listening to and obedience to my behest, comes that intimacy that makes my followers dare to approach me as friend to friend. Yield in all these things to my tender insistence, but remember I yield to yours too. Ask not only the big things I told you, but ask the little tender signs of love. Remember that I come, I came as the world's great lover. Never think of my love as only a tender compassion and forgiveness. It is that, but it, but it is also the love of a lover who shows his love by countless words and actions and by tender thought. In each case, no, in each of you, remember there's a God, there's God. It's always given to man to see in his fellow man those aspirations and qualities of himself, or qualities he himself possesses. So only I, being really God, can recognize the God in man. Remember this too in your relation to others. Your motives and aspirations can only be understood by those who have attained the same spiritual level. So do not vainly, foolishly expect from others understanding. Do not misjudge them for not giving it. Yours is a foreign language to them. Okay, I'm reading from Every Day with Jesus, Daily Devotional from TBN. My beloved, behold, my beloved, in whom my soul is well pleased, Matthew 12:18. Behold, my beloved, in whom my soul is well pleased, Matthew 12:18. Twenty-seven times in the Songs of Solomon is this title used of our Lord. God's Son was a beloved servant. How dear he was to the Father, dear as the apple of his eye, yet his love for us was manifested in the surrender of his son to pay the penalty of our sin. Greater love has no man than this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. In the hour of darkness he cried, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The agony, the grief, the pain he suffered. 
all had a voice which rings out the message, God so loved. Our Father, thy love for us has broken all of the barriers down, and we pray that thy Spirit may rest upon us this day as we meditate upon the greatness of thy love. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Okay, I'm reading here from um, Joel Osteen. It's uh, called Your Best Life. And here we go. called Live by Faith. Uh, we live by faith, not by sight. 2 Corinthians 5-7 Some people walk around and it's almost as though they have a black cloud following them. If they receive a bad report from the doctor, they practically plan their own funeral by the end of the day. If their business has been a little slow, they are certain they'll be the first one to get laid off. Rather than discipline their thought life and do what the scripture says, they panic and always find themselves defeated, failing, and struggling. It is not honoring to God to go around with a nagging negative feeling, always thinking that something is wrong. You may not even know why you do it, but you tend to think that things are never going to work out for you. That attitude will keep you from believing for the good things of God Live in faith, not in fear. Okay, this is His Unfolding Grace by Eugene Peterson from The Message. It's love from the center of who you are. Love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. Love never gives up. Love cares more than others. Than for self, love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut, doesn't have a swell head, doesn't force itself on others, isn't always me first, doesn't fly out the handle, doesn't keep score of the sins of others, doesn't revel when others grovel, takes pleasure in the flowering of truth, puts up with anything, trusts God always, always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps going to the end. Love never dies. Let's not just talk about love, let's practice real love. Don't love the world's ways. Don't love the world's goods. Love of the world squeezes out the love of the Father. Loving God includes loving people. you got to love both. Jesus said, Love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and intelligence. This is the most important, the first on any list. But there's a second to set alongside it. Love others as well as you love yourself. With both feet planted firmly on love, You'll be able to take in with all Christians the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Reach out and experience that breath. Test its length. Plumb the depths. Rise to the heights. Live full lives, full in the fullness of God. Learn to love appropriately. You need to use your head and test your feelings so that your love is sincere and intelligent, not sentimental gush. Anyone who claims to be intimate with God ought to live the same kind of life Jesus lived. Um, Jesus calling. Um, Spending time alone with me is essential for your well-being. It's not a luxury or an option. It is a necessity 
Whoa. Therefore, do not feel guilty about taking time to be with me. Remember that Satan is the accuser of believers. He delights in heaping guilty feelings or guilt feelings upon you, especially when you're enjoying my presence. When you feel Satan's arrows of accusation, you're probably on the right track. Use your shield of faith to protect yourself from him. Talk with me about what you're experiencing and ask me to show you the way forward. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and I will come near to you. Revelation 12.10, Ephesians 6.16, James 4, verses 7 to 8. Amen. Amen. You know that? It's it's a survival. We, we don't. It's a necessity. The right, on the right track. Yeah. May 15. This is Choosing Life One Day at a Time by Dodie Osteen. God observes and rewards your good deeds. Psalm 37:18. Day by day, the Lord observes the good deeds done by godly men and gives them eternal rewards. Even though you do nice things for someone that nobody knows about, the scripture reminds us that God observes these things and he keeps an account of your good works. Your account will be open in heaven where you may redeem rewards that can never be taken away. Isn't that good news? The Lord seeing what we do for others makes me think of mothers who do so much for everyone. Their husbands, their children, and others. Be encouraged, mothers. God knows and writes it down when you fix nice meals that nobody thinks to thank you for. He makes a note of the loads of clean laundry the family enjoys but fails to comment about. Whether anyone tells you or not how grateful they are for all the wonderful things you do for them, just remember that God observes it all. He keeps a record of your kindness towards others and is planning a glorious reward just for you. Father, help me to serve others joyfully, even if I am not thankful for my good deeds. Strengthen me when I am tempted to feel used or taken advantage of, just as you bless me because you want to. I, chose, I choose to bless others knowing that my reward comes from you is eternal. Amen. Amen. Even when our situation, this is from Jesus today. Even when our situation appears to be impossible, our work is to hope in God. Our hope will not be in vain, and in the Lord's own timing, help will come. George Mueller Why are you in despair, O my soul, and why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise Him for the help of His presence. Psalm 42, 5 I came into your life to make you free. The closer you live to me, the freer you can be. By spending time alone with me, your awareness of my abiding presence grows deeper and stronger. There is healing in my wings, whew, in the intimacy of the nearness to me. My healing presence binds up wounds from your past so that they stop bleeding. The salve of my spirit enhances the healing process. In my holy light, you can see things from a new perspective freeing you from old, unhelpful ways of thinking. As you lay down baggage from your past, you grow increasingly free. I make you free through the truth about who I am and what I've done for you. 
I also help you face the truth about yourself and the people in your life. If you're involved in hurtful relationships, I will help you change them or break free. If you're trapped in addictions, I will help you take the first step towards freedom. Honest confession of the truth in every situation. The truth will set you free. The scripture says in John 8:32, You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. How great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you, which you bestow in the sight of men on those who take refuge in you. In the shelter of your presence, you hide them from the intrigues of men. In your dwelling, you keep them safe from accusing tongues. Psalm 31, 19-20 But for you who revere my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its wings, and you will go out and leap like calves released. Malachi 4, 2 there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Romans 8, 1-2. Okay, this is from uh, Treasures of Wisdom by Captain E.G. Gare. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Romans 12.1 Heidi once told me that one had to give himself if he wanted to serve God and help men, that it was not enough to give out time and our talents, that our life must be giving given. This was true, he said, both in praying and in preaching. Alas, how few of us give of our life when we think that our life is touched. We feel it is drawn, time to draw back. How often we have heard it said, you will kill yourself if you work as you do. Take it easy. But Heidi used to say, give your life for God and man. Let the vital energy, the living power within, be poured out for men. Amen. And this other book is from Lee Booth called Say Yes to Your Spirit. Spirituality, Recovery, and Healing. Go to May 15th. It says effort. The reward of a thing well done is to have done it. Ralph Waldo Emerson. The reward of a thing well done is to have done it. In other words, there's joy in, in good work. Think about what you want to do does not achieve it. Talking about your hopes and dreams in itself does not make them happen. Words and ideas are not substitutes for actions. Since I've become a unity ministry, minister of Christianity, <clears throat> I've been directed <clears throat> to contemplate the word co-creation it is the spiritual effort that enables achievement God may want something, something to happen in the world but a response from us is required <clears throat> I'm reminded that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said to his congregation that they need to do more than pray for freedom they need also to march 
Effort is the willingness to put your body where your mouth is. The reality is say yes to your spirit. Are you saying it? Today, I'm ready to activate my belief. I just say yes. I just say yes. I just say yes. <clears throat> now we're reading to you from Streams in the Desert. May 15th. May 15th. It says, Men see not the bright light which is in the clouds, Job 37.21. Men see not the bright light which is in the clouds. Much of the world's beauty is due to clouds. <clears throat> the unchanging blue of a beautiful sunlit sky does not compare to the glory of changing clouds. And earth will become a wilderness if not for the, their ministry to us. Human life has its clouds as well. They provide us with shades, refresh us, yet sometimes cover us with the darkness of night. But there is never a cloud without its bright lights. God has told us, I have set my rainbow in the clouds. Genesis 9.13 If only we could see clouds from above, in all their billowing glory, bathed in reflecting light, and as majestic as the Alps, we will be amazed at their shining magnificence. We see them only from below, so who will describe for us the bright light that bathes their summits, searches their valleys, and reflects from every peak of their expanse? Doesn't every drop of rain in them soak up health-giving qualities, which will later fall to earth? Oh, dear child of God, if only you could see your sorrows and troubles from above instead of seeing them from the earth. If you would look down on them from where you are seated with Christ in the heavenly realm, Ephesians 2, 6, you would know the beauty of the rainbow of colors they reflect to the host of heaven. You would also see the bright light of Christ's face and will finally be content to see the clouds cast their deep shadows over the mountain slopes of your life. Remember, clouds are always moving ahead of God's cleansing wind. Amen. Amen. Okay, we got Joseph Prince right here. You got one more? Okay, go ahead. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her, into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with so much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Luke 10, 38-42 Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. John 6, 35 and the title says, Take From Him. 
Martha was busy serving Jesus while her sister Mary sat at his feet and drew from him words of life. Martha did not like it that Mary was helping her. Wasn't helping her. So she complained about it to Jesus. Who do you think Jesus defended? Mary. My friend, many believers think that it's better to give than to receive. Now, that's true in our relationships with people. But when it comes to our relationship with the Lord, it's better to receive from Him than to try to give to Him. Jesus describes Himself as the bread of life. In essence, telling us that He wants us to partake of Him and receive from Him all the nourishment, strength, healing, provision, and abundant life we can take. Our Lord loves it when we take from Him. That's why Mary pleased Jesus. Beloved, I encourage you to be a Mary today. Our loving Heavenly Father loves it when we draw from His unending reservoir of strength, wisdom, favor, peace, and life. Amen. Amen. Okay, this is from the one-year devotional, Walk with God. It says, uh, May 15, Psalm 86, 11. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. And uh, the quotation is from H.A. Ironside. No one ever lost out by excessive devotion to Christ. Is there a Christian alive who has not struggled with a dual nature? Probably not. We who are glorious born of the Holy Spirit of God and are also genetically confirmed card-carrying descendants of Adam, the Spirit enables us to live godly lives, but our tendency to do so is sporadic. While our spirit is often willing, the flesh remains weak. The Jekyll and Hyde syndrome may be common to all mankind, but it is especially common to the redeemed. Two natures in one body can make for an exhaustive struggle. Are you exhausted yet? Don't think you are, you are alone. You're not. The burden of the divided heart is common in Scripture. It is the burden of what Paul wrote in Romans 7. I have desired to do what is right, but I cannot carry it out. It is the same contradiction Peter felt, claiming one evening that he could never forsake his Lord, then deny him three times the same dark night. Every one of us has at least occasionally known the anguish of a divided soul. A false resolution to the problem has become epidemic. It is to resign oneself to the lore of the two natures, forfeiting the call to be holy as God is holy in 1 Peter 1.15. Mistakenly calling true holiness legalism, we can become far too accepting of our corruption. We sometimes even embrace it. We give up the battle and let the old nature win. Indeed, there is a wiser way. It is the work of God's Spirit, not of ourselves. We will never be completely delivered from the fight until we are in heaven. But victory is possible. Paul said in Romans 7, 24-25, and after Pentecost, Peter would agree, God answers the prayers of the psalmist and undivided heart is possible. Ask for it daily. Focus. Be aware of all that would com compete for the throne of God in your heart. Take your attention off of it, whatever it is, and put it on the breathtaking beauty of God. Be captivated by Him alone. If your heart is immersed in Him, sin 
will have no room to thrive in. Amen. I guess that's about it, huh? I think so, babe. <laughs> we got an early start. I just saw in a nice mood. Hey, welcome to today's podcast. I'm asking Anna to, to pipe down a little bit. It's just kind of hard for us to get going, to be professional podcasters, huh? But as soon as we pray, we we become different people. <laughs> Heavenly Father... Hear us today. We are calling upon your name. Yes. Father, we thank you for your stamp of approval and your and your creation stamp, Lord. Your inscription in society, in life, in people, in a leaf. Thank you for your presence in nature. We see it all around and we acknowledge you. Thank you for giving us life and through your son, Jesus Christ, we have abundant life. Thank you for that abundant life. We declare, we call upon your name today as we do our studies. In Jesus' name, amen. Here's Anna. Amen. I'm amazed at the theme of what we're reading today because yesterday it was a focus on He cares about you, cast your cares upon Him. And lo and behold, I randomly opened from Jesus today by Sarah Young. And let me just read through it. It says, Remember me on your bed. Think of me through the watches of the night. When you're wakeful during the night, thoughts can fly at you from all directions. Unless you take charge of them, you're likely to become anxious. Your best strategy is to think about me during your night watches. Start communicating with me about whatever is on your mind. Cast all your anxiety on me because I care for you. I'm taking care of you. This makes it possible for you to relax and rejoice in the shadow of my wings. When you remember me during the night, think about who I really am. Ponder my perfections, my love, joy, and peace. Rejoice in my majesty, wisdom, grace, and mercy. Find comfort in my names, Shepherd, Savior, Emmanuel, Prince of Peace. Be awed by my power and glory, for I am King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Thus you worship me and enjoy my presence. These thoughts of me will clear your mind. Helping you see things from my perspective and refresh your entire being. And the scriptures say, On my bed I remember you, I think of you, through the watches of the night, in Psalm 63, 6. Cast all your anxiety on God, because he cares for you. 1 Peter 5, 7. Because you have been my help, therefore in the shadow of your wings I will rejoice. Psalm 63, 7. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. I charge you to keep this command without spot or blame until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which God will bring about in his own time. 
God, the blessed and the only ruler, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone is immortal and who lives in unapproachable light, whom no one has seen or can see. To him be honor and might forever. 1 Timothy 6, 12-16. Wow, this is a lot. Um, just, I mean, I know I've had situations where sometimes in the middle of the night, I, I'm a pretty good sleeper, uh, sleep pretty much straight through, but there are times when the enemy is trying to attack my thoughts as I'm sleeping and it's, it's, you stay there and you're trying, you're trying and it just keeps coming at you. So this is a good strategy that the Lord is giving us on how to combat those, those interruptions, um, that that come through to try to take your sweet sleep because the scripture says the lord gives you sweet sleep okay and what is what is the the scripture officers of the enemy comes to steal so just be aware of that and and start to begin to meditate on who he is his power what does he stand for uh you know he cares about you he says it says here i am taking care of you so relax Right? Those are the thoughts we have to start penetrating in our brain. Um, he's the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Something uh, interesting, you know, when you read the word, you see the little different things. And it's, we, always, we hear lots of people saying, I'm the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Right? Yeah. So when I, I mean, this is made just, yes. when I read it, I always thought, it said he's the king of all kings, which is truth. But when I say this has a little K, I didn't know. Like, he's our king. See, because then it says Lord of Lords with a small L, right? Uh, the second one. Yes, and the, the one is Lord of Lords, right? Small L. So I always, when I capitalize Lord, it's caps. And then I said, Lord of Lords? There's only one Lord. Right, and so we're 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 kings according to the scripture, priests. And Lord. And, yeah, and that's that's what I was hoping you would help me with because when I looked at it, I'm like, oh, I always thought it was he's a, of course he's the Lord of everything that's for sure, but anyway, you can call me Lord Fernando. <laughs> Milo, oh yeah, when Sarah called me Lord, she called Abraham that. That's why I get that. Okay, so I, I do do that, but it's like he's the king of us. Amen. That's, that's I guess, that's well, personal it, it just doesn't, doesn't it just sound right that we are made in his creation? We have his yes. inscription in us? Yes. And we're little, little K's and little... Little gods, right? Yeah, we're little gods. We're little, we're made in his image. And, some, and Jesus says it too. Yeah, so I... You know? I I guess what I'm saying is when you read the word, it does, that the, the Holy Spirit highlighted this. And that, like, wow, I'm a king, so you're the king of me. You know, it's like a personal thing to me that I just received. Anyway. Yeah, I just read it in Matthew 22, around 3 in the morning this morning. I read chapter 22, and it had that verse in there. It says, sit at my right hand until oh. I make your enemies. How, why does Jesus ask the scribes a question? It says, why does King David... Through the inspirations of the Holy Spirit, says, you know, uh, Lord, 
uh, something about Lord of Lords or Lord sit at my and uh, the Lord the, said sit at my right hand while I make the Lord said to my Lord yes the Lord said to my Lord sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool oh, yeah. and that's a very good point because that stands for us today if we're if our minds are ruling is wow. swirling and so forth it's yeah. because we're not sitting at his footstool mm -hmm. till I make your enemies uh, under your footstool sit at his presence so he's sitting in the grass and and get a, a a psalm book a worship book because of the uh preference either humming singing to yourself making melody in your heart and spending time with god while our enemies are getting beat up why do the enemies keep coming at us yes if jesus defeated satan why does the enemy keep coming at us and giving us trouble from sleeping from temptation and then jesus prayed deliver us from temptation keep us from the evil one so it seems like temptation is the red uh in a bullfight temptation could be the red cape you know trying to get you mad get you going at it and the sword is satan satan is trying to kill you you know and his that's the temptation and deliver us from the evil one keep us from temptation and in a, in a bullfight, the strategy of the enemy is to get you out of your comfort, get you out of joy, get you into fretting, get you into worrying. And if he can keep a thought concurrent with you going over and over in your mind of a neighbor or a problem or especially with brothers and sisters because they're integrated in our, in our blood so easily, they can easily set us off, uh, dads and moms and is what we need to do is like Anna starts laughing at them. Ha, 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 ha. You're defeated by the blood of the Lamb. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you for waking me up. You just reminded me to praise the Lord. That's what you tell them. You just reminded me to sing songs unto the Lord. Amen. You just reminded me to call upon the Lord and I shall be saved. You start quoting scripture. Yes. yes. You start quoting Psalms 18, you know. I love the Lord because he has blessed me. Yeah, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in uh, in, in peaceful waters. You know, you, you just start quoting the scripture. I, you know, remember Amen. who's you belong to. And the enemy has no authority treading on that and taking that. It's yours. You know, the, the enemy is uh, can be used for, for, for further us into the kingdom of God if we choose to. I don't know how many of us, when we were kids, we saw our parents go at the enemy and I saw my parents cussing at the enemy. And I'm thinking, I think that's not what the way to. You the cow. She said, "Mom, calm down." You know, <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna get nowhere. Try you know, it just uh, we ain't got the power. But that's what they want, right? They want to force you into a predicament where your, you know, your Christianity is is being. Um, you know, they want to take that from you. The answer is, is the Lord says in his Psalms, the, the Lord laughs at the enemy, at their tactics. Yes, yes. And so we're little, little Lord, little elves. Yes. All right. Um, today's the 18th, correct? Yes. Jesus calling. Come to me with your plans held in, uh, held in your arms. Worship me in spirit and in truth. Allowing my glory to permeate your entire being. The key is his glory. 
Trust me enough to let me guide you through this day, accomplishing my purpose in my timing. Subordinate your mirrored plans to my master plan. I am sovereign over every aspect of your life. The challenge continued before you is to trust me and search for my way through each day. Do not blindly follow your habitual route or you will miss what I have prepared for you. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Amen. And with that in mind, I want to go ahead and thank you, everyone. By the way, greetings. Thank you for coming to today's podcast. We love you. Have an excellent day. Uh, praising the Lord, singing songs unto the Lord. There's a guy on YouTube called Joseph Garlington. He sings. He sings songs. He's a minister. He also ministers. The Holy Spirit uh, started singing a song of his the other morning, and I have yet to turn it on on YouTube and start bombarding, bombarding the heavens with his victory songs for the next blessing coming my way. We get our blessings through singing and worshiping God and setting the stage so we can receive a blessing, folks, a victory that's already done. I love you. God bless you. Yes, we thank God for you. We pray for you. We just um, believe God has great plans for you. And um, enjoy the day moment by moment. Be obedient in the now. Whatever's happening, just be obedient to the Lord. He says, thank him for the situations you're going through. And all will be well. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Um, all will be well in Jesus' name. Have a good night. Day. Morning. Day. <laughs> Existence. <laughs>
for we have done our duty. Here we go again. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Okay, one more time, please. Whose Father? Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now what we're going to do is pray for our, uh, for our loved ones. Pray Psalm 93, please. 93, excuse me. 23. 23. We'll pray for our loved ones. That they too will come into the kingdom of God. Here we go. Okay, let me get it in English. This is from the Message Bible. It just came up. Let's go ahead and try that. It says, God, my shepherd, I don't need a thing. Okay, let's pray for our kids. We'll say it this way. God, the shepherd of my children, they don't need a thing. You have bedded them down in lush meadows. You find them in quiet pools to drink from. True to your word, you let them catch their breath and send them in the right direction. Even when they, their ways go through the death valley, they are not afraid. They walk right beside you. And trust your shepherd's staff. They feel secure. You provide for them a six-course dinner right in front of their enemies. You revive their drooping head. Their cup rims with blessings. Your beauty and love chases after them every day of their lives. They're back home in the house of God for the rest of their lives. Amen. Let's go ahead and send a blessing to all our loved ones. Now, gear up. Think about the loved ones. Let's let go with faith. And believe that God is listening because he is. Let's throw this prayer right over the top into the heavens. Pray for our loved ones, for the people we're concerned with. Okay, here we go. The Lord is the shepherd of my loved ones. They have everything they need. He lets them rest in fields of green grass. He leads them besides the quiet pools of fresh water. He gives them new strength. He guides them in the right path. As he promised, even if they go through the deepest, darkest valleys, they will not be afraid, Lord, for you are right by them. Your shepherd's rod and staff protect them. You prepare a banquet for them in the presence of all their enemies. You welcome them as your honored guests. You fill their cup to the brim. 
I know that your goodness and your love will be with them all the days of their life, and they will dwell in your house forever and ever. Amen. We send the blessings to our children. Okay, and loved ones to our parents, everyone else. Now let's go ahead and move over to another psalm that is effective in my I like these first few verses of Psalm 18. Go ahead and repeat it after me. Say, How I love you, Lord. You are my defender. The Lord is my protector. He is my strong fortress. My God is my protection. And with him I am safe. He protects me like a shield. He defends and keeps me safe. I call to the Lord, and he saved me from my enemies. Praise the Lord. Amen. Verse 28. O Lord, you give me light. You dispel my darkness. You give me strength to attack my enemies and power to overcome their defenses. This God, how perfect are his deeds, how dependable his words. He is a shield for all who seek his protection. The Lord alone is God. God alone is our defense. He is the God who makes me strong, who makes my pathway safe. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer. He keeps me safe on the mountains. He trains me for battle so that I can use the strongest bow. O Lord, you protect and save me. Your care has made me great, and your power has kept me safe. You have kept me from being captured, and I have never fallen. You give me strength for the battle and victory over my enemies. You make my enemies run from me. I destroy those who hate me. They cry for help, but no one saves them. They call to the Lord, but he does not answer. The Lord lives... Praise my defender. Proclaim the greatness of the God who saves me. He gives me victory over my enemies and subdues nations under my feet and saves me from my foes. O Lord, you give me victory over my enemies and protect me from violent people. And so I praise you among the nations. I sing praises to you. God gives great victories to his king. He shows constant love to the ones he has chosen, to David and his descendants forever. The prayers of David. Amen. Let's go ahead and jump to Psalm 91. This is the Good News translation. Let's go ahead and switch over now to the New King James the one we're used to. Here we go. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the follower and from the perilous pestilence. 
He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction unless lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands shall they bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra and the young lion and the serpent. You shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Psalms 103, and this is our last psalm or prayer in this time of prayer that we have. Here we go. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from destruction? Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies? Who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy to those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far he has removed our transgressions from us. As the father pitied his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass as the flower of the field, so he flourishes for the wind passes over and it is gone, and its place remember it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is everlasting to everlasting. To those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant and to those who remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his host, you ministers of his, who do his pleasure. 
Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Amen and amen. And now, a teaching from Faith to Faith, May 19th. Don't Waste Time Wondering by Kenneth Copeland. Our scripture for today is Ephesians 5.17. Wherefore, be you not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. So many believers wring their hands and worry about whether or not they're praying according to God's will. Oh, dear me, they say, I certainly can't expect God to do something for me that's outside His will, and they're absolutely right. But they don't need to waste time standing around looking puzzled. They need to grab their Bibles and find out what the will of God is. God has made some very specific promises in His Word, and it is His will to fulfill every one of them in your life. In fact, those promises are divinely guaranteed by a contract that has been signed in the blood of Jesus. Think of it this way. Your Bible is the last will and testament of Jesus Christ. It is a record of your inheritance. Everything that belongs to you has been written down in that book, and the smartest thing you can do is to find out what's in it. Don't leave it lying on the coffee table and hit the floor crying. Oh God, oh God, I'm searching for the truth. Pick up your Bible from the coffee table and find out what belongs to you. Find out how you need to change to get in line with God's will. Most people don't do that. They try to change God instead. They'll go on and on trying to convince God just how badly they hurt or how poor they are. They beg and plead and Weedle, weedle, they beg and plead and squirm, all the while acting as they had to somehow change God's mind about the situation. Those folks are in for a long wait. God is never going to change. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. His will is too, so don't waste your time wondering if your prayers are in line with it. Get the book and base your prayers on it. Then you can rest assured the answer is on his way. And reading for this morning on that subject is Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. And it says, My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, Yes, if you cry out for discernment and you lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the path of justice and preserves the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity in every good path. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, 
Discretion will preserve you. Understanding will keep you to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the path of uprightness to walk in the way of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their path, the Lord will deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress with flattery with her words, who forsake the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of, of her God. Amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. <laughs> and now a reading, a random reading from the book Answers to praise, usually miracles about people hall. They had a problem, they thanked God about it, and then God came through with it. This one is called A Guard Safe. Saved. And the guard writes in Greetings in our Lord's wonderful name. I read Prison of Praise and was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now good things are happening in this prison ever since. The Spirit is moving among the men. Thirteen men have been saved since the first of the year plus one guard. Five of these men have received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Two weeks ago, a guard found the Lord. Five of us had returned from a prayer meeting and we went to one inmate's cell. However, only one inmate is allowed to a cell at a time. We knew that the guards would chase us out shortly, but we wanted to have prayer before all the cells would be closed. A minute after we got to the cell, a guard did come to chase us out. We all shouted, Praise the Lord! And he asked him to come in and to pray with us. The guard opened his mouth but said nothing. He turned around at a very fast rate, almost a run left. While we were praying, another guard came to chase us out. But he said nothing either. He also left. Then a different guard came to chase us out. And this time we were through praying. He came to the cell door and couldn't say anything either. By his own testimony later. We said, praise the Lord. And and two men who had been baptized in the Holy Spirit that evening witnessed to this guard. So they told him what the Lord had done for them. And what he meant to them. The guard slid down the the wall and sat on the floor. He was in the hall, half in the cell and half out of the cell, crying. I asked him if he would like us to pray for him, and he said, yes. I asked Joe to pray for him. At first, Joe didn't know what to say. He asked the guard to repeat after him the sinner's prayer of repentance and acceptance of Christ. The guard was saved while sitting on the cell floor. Many men have found the Lord here and their lives have changed. I contacted some Christian bookstores and they sent us some books. So I started a Christian lending library. I tried to be led by the Spirit about what books to to loan each man. Could you send me more copies of Prison of Praise? We have used all that we had and could use more. This book has really been a blessing to many men here. Could you also send at least one copy of Power and Praise? Do you have any other books that you could send for our library? 
The Lord bless you, and I trust you are having a blessed time in the Lord. Note, this ministry sends thousands and thousands of books out uh, to prisons free. Jails, institutions, all kinds of places. And I buy thousands and thousands and pass them out myself. Me and the wife. I was doing it way before I met her. And I met other people that I do it, pass out books too. The little booklet called Prison of Praise. By the way, the movie is on YouTube and it's free. Prison of Praise. Make sure you pass that movie out electronically free. And now the, the author of this book, Answers to Praise, who received this letter, is commenting. Marilyn Carotter says... Similar, sim, similar letters from all over the United States have encouraged us to form the Foundations of Praise Incorporated. We hope to get copies to prisons, of Prisoner Praise and other books to the thousands of prisoners, hospital, patients, servicemen, and women, and to the most needy people in the world. This book is also printed in Spanish and about 58 other languages. And we are working to have it translated in several other languages. Okay, here you go. As of 2010, Prisoner of Praise printed in 56 languages. You can support the Foundation of Praise whenever you desire. Acts 16.29 The jailer fell down before Paul and Silas. He begged them, Sir, what must I do to be saved? I had a I was running an Al-Anon meeting, and a young man came to the meeting, and uh, he started attending with a court card, and then he started following me to AA. And, uh, you know, early, uh, early 40s, late 30s, and a bartender. He's not got 30 days of sobriety. He, uh, he entered in the wrong apartment drunk, and made a big squabble thinking he was at home and the people were in his house. So they, uh, he's up against to see the, the, uh, the judge. Anyway, he asked me for prayer. And I pray for the situation. And it just dawned on me that he was asking for salvation prayer. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and see him today and get that guy saved. Get him in the loop. Excuse me. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Lift up his counts and give you peace and establish you in every which way. Amen. Go get them, family. Give them heaven.